are so many online courses out there right now. And if you made it through COVID without developing an e-course, then you might find that you're irrelevant pretty soon. I mean, that might be a little bit harsh, but we all know that people's attention spans are getting shorter and less, and we have to find fun and creative ways to get our message through. People are getting used to online learning, okay? And because of this, other ways of learning are becoming, well, ineffective. Ain't nobody want to read your research, okay? I'm interested in research and I like building reports and even I, when new something new comes out, I am looking at the report and I am glazing over it going, this all looks like it might sound really great if I were to read it, but I don't feel like reading it. And more and more people are going that route, which means we need to pivot. We need to be the leader, right? We need to get out there and breathe new life into what you stand for so that we can reach community members and engage them and get them bought into the brand. Today, I want to talk to you about the three ways that you can use e-courses to set your nonprofits on fire. Let's talk about it. Welcome to episode 30 of the Harvesting Results Show, where I help you serve others by offering you tools, resources, and advice so that you can nurture the roots to harvest the fruits of all your hard work and dedication to your unique cause. I'm Rebecca Britt, your host, and today we are talking about how to use e-courses to elevate and maximize your content and community engagement. Now, if you're interested in e-courses, but you're not really sure which platform to use or where to even get started, you can head on over to katulo.com slash learn. At that page, I have actually broken down the two platforms that I like the most that I have used, uh, that I currently use in my businesses and in my nonprofits and with other nonprofits that I work with. Uh, so I have boiled it down to these two and you can learn more about the pros and cons um, and there's even free trial links there that give you longer free trial links than had you just gone to the website and it costs no more to you, but it helps support this channel. So head on over to katulo.com slash learn to learn a little bit more about the platforms you might choose once you've decided, yes, we are going to definitely do some e-courses. Okay. So let's jump right into it. I am going to show you about the three ways that you can use e-courses in your nonprofit. And if you do all of these ways, oh my gosh, your life's going to be so much easier. Okay. So purpose number one to use e-courses would be internally for volunteers, staff, and board. Okay. So your volunteers need training, right? They need a pathway. They ideally, they would learn about your organization. They would know how you came about, your history, your mission, your vision, why you think your key activities are so important for um, you know, moving the needle in your mission. They would be able to talk about your being involved in your mission and truly what you stand for. They would understand your heart. They would hear it from you, the CEO or the executive director of your organization. They would get catch the fire that you have for this cause. And one way that you can do that is by doing it through a course. So people can go through your website and it says, get involved, right? Maybe the first course is like, learn everything there is, there is to know about this organization. And maybe every single board member goes through that course and it's broken down by the history, your strategic plan, or your main focus areas, what your vision is, what you, you know, plan to do in the next five years, what the world would look like if 
you solve the issue that you're trying to solve, okay? So maybe that's just like a real short mini course, but every volunteer member, every staff member, every board member goes through that training and gets lit on fire for your cause. I have worked for a lot of nonprofits and I've never gotten like a video series of like, you're here and this is what we stand for, okay? So that's craveable. People want that, they wanna be a part of something, so you're gonna give them that. And the best way to do it is through a video course because you record it once. This is the biggest benefit of video courses. You record it once and you never record it again until you have like something big changes, but you record it once and then every staff member, every volunteer, every people are just going through this thing. You're not meeting with people. You're not, no. And if there's assignments, like say they need to fill out something that talks about their why. Why are they interested in being a board member? Why are they interested in being a volunteer? How are they gonna use their story to stand behind the mission? There could be a whole bunch of assignments that you want a volunteer member, a staff member, or a board member to do. And assignments can be built into the course. And both the platforms that I endorse, Thinkific and Kajabi, both of those platforms allow you to have assignments that people upload. So you get a new staff member, you get a new volunteer, you get a new uh, board member, they start going through this course, maybe there's a submit their why statement, maybe there's quizzes about the organization, maybe they need to sign their job description, maybe they need to sign their roles and their duties, their financial commitment, like whatever it is, all of those things can be up uploaded into the course so that they're submitted as assignments. And then when you go to your next one-on-one, -on -one, it's not a one-on-one -on -one that's talking them through who the organization is and how it got started. And, oh, here's all this paperwork that I need to sit here and watch you sign. And it, no, you go to their one-on-one -on -one and you're like, it looks like your progress is 88% in the course. How are you liking it? When do you think you'll get it done? That took about what, 28 seconds? Not even? Okay, so that's handing responsibility back to them. You do the work once, you hand it back to them. But it's not just about letting you off the hook. And you could say, well, Rebecca, that doesn't feel very personal. What doesn't feel personal is nothing, which is honestly what people get most of the time. Volunteers don't get like this thorough one-on-one -on -one training, right? Or they don't get time with the executive director or they don't get all of the pieces of paperwork that you would want them to sign, but you don't have any time for. What volunteers and staff and board members like is structure. They like to know why they're doing something. They like to know how they're expected to be done. It. All of their expectations are very clear. They like something that they can go back and check when they have a question. So being able to log in somewhere and take in and absorb this information and catch your fire. You guys are watching a video right now of me and it feels like you're sitting here with me, right? Like you don't feel like you're not understanding where Rebecca is coming from, right? If you read a paper about this or I sent you an email about this, I don't think you would get this, okay? But I feel like I'm talking to you. This is how I talk when I do my consultancy, okay? So I you're getting the real me, they will get the real you in these videos. And actually, that's a point. Make sure you're the real you. People love you for you. Like you were put here and built in a certain way so that people could understand who you are. So don't try to be like Rebecca, but the worst thing you can do is try to be like you think somebody would be on a course. So 
just talk into your computer like you talk to people. Don't be like, this foundation was built upon years of things that people, thank you so much for volunteering. Who wants that? No. Like, thank you. Thank you for being here. Oh my gosh. So excited that you're in this volunteer training. We're going to walk you through everything that you need to know. If you have any questions, you can always email the support team. Da -da 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 -da. Okay. Let me tell you about how we go to conferences. We go to conferences for this reason. We need you to man our booths at those conferences. When you're there, you are a representation of our organization. We want you to wear your badge proudly. Okay. People are going to get on fire if they can see why they're supposed to be doing something and why them standing at that conference, them being a board member that is engaged, why that matters so much. And if they're not engaged or they're not standing at that booth, like what that would do for us, that that wouldn't be good. Okay. So people want to get bought into their role. So give it to them, break it all down. Okay. So again, volunteer staff, board training. One thing that you could do is, you know, for staff, it's going to be go through the employee handbook. This is who we are. This is why it's important. We want you to do these things. There might be specific trainings you need your staff to go through that they need to, you know, check off. Um, you might have assignments for them that are specific. Now for volunteers, you may have different courses. Like maybe you have one volunteer that is running your um, charity walks throughout the country. Maybe you have another volunteer that is taking care of the dogs at your facility. You know, if it's a shelter, you might have another volunteer that is going to do a role like manning a booth at a conference. So you probably, you don't want to build a course for if you have one position. So you're not going to build a course for the marketing director. If you only have one marketing director, what you would do is build a course that speaks to all staff. Here's our core mission, vision, values. This is our strategic plan. This is how we're going to get here. Here's our current org structure. This is what different people are responsible for. Here's your go-to people to ask. Here's our funding partners that we've gone to in the future or I mean that we've gone to in the past that we've partnered with. Here's some major players or competitors in the area. Okay, so giving them the landscape and that's not specific to a role. But if you have a volunteer role that's like there are new people coming in all the time, like I made a mentor training for my community mentors. There are new mentors coming in all the time. Everybody needs to go through that training before they can get matched up with a kid. It's a three hour training and what I love about it is for me to even look at your application or run a background check or do anything like that, you have to have already gone through the three hour training. So this, we, this weeds up people out. It stops me from answering a million questions about, so how does it, how long is the commitment? Oh, I've been wanting to get involved. This is near my heart, but blah, 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 blah. all the questions, right? That we hear from people that are like well-intentioned, but take up our time and don't ever show up. <laughs> so I, here's my rule. I talk to you once you've done the three hour training. And after that training, if you're like, heck yes, this is, I'm in, then you may get more of my time, uh, more of my staff's time. So they can do that right through the website. Now they are able to take some of that off you. You don't need to do the training anymore. Okay. Another thing that you can do is like ambassadors. So say you have ambassadors of your brand, um, like you're a nonprofit and you might not even have like specific daily roles, like say you're a national brand or something and you don't really have like people can come and volunteer at this event. Uh, you don't have volunteer roles like that, but maybe you want people out there 
just being ambassadors of your brand saying give to this cause this is what this cause does this is the research that we're involved in this is why it's important this is the policy we're writing these are the petitions you need to sign all of that stuff that's not like there's not a tangible volunteer role then you can have an ambassador program so what that would do is it would do a lot like the staff training but it would um speak to what it means to represent the brand they would understand uh where the org is headed and what are the key calls to action for them so if you want them to get people to sign petitions tell them how will they understand which petitions coming up how do you communicate with them what do you expect them to do all of those things if you want them to be a brand ambassador and you want them to tell people about your research initiatives well you need to tell them that we will let you know about updates with our research initiatives quarterly in this way and if you do it through an online course like Kajabi allows you to have a member portal if you want one like a membership area and with that you could actually do research update this day research update so rather than sending them an email that's boring that they have to read through all these research updates you could just do a quick turn on your video just like I'm doing right now and say hey Here's our quarterly research update. This is what we have going on. Here's the key areas we would like you to communicate out when you're talking as an ambassador. Thank you so much for being an ambassador. Da, 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 da. There's your training, okay? So I love being able to just, and just if you didn't know, I use Loom, um, which allows you to just start taking video. You can screen share, you don't have to screen share, and you can just take video at any time and it saves it to the cloud so that you don't need to like download the video to your computer like you would have to with Zoom. If you do the ambassador program and you say, if you're going to be an ambassador, you have to go through our training, then they have to go through the whole training and then you can have a community for them. So only people that have gone through the whole training get to go in the community. Maybe they get other incentives, like they can use your logo. They can uh, have business cards that says they're an ambassador. They can add it to their email signature. Like those are things that volunteers really like and they want to know that they're more than just somebody that gives money, right? But they are like an ambassador and it means something. And they likely will give more and then get more people on the bandwagon. But you really do want to etch out if you're going to do ambassadors, you want to etch out what is the goal of an ambassador? Is the goal of an ambassador to get five more ambassadors a year? Is the goal of the ambassador to push the mission along in one of your key areas and how you do that is getting petition signed, or calling legislators or what is the thing that you expect of an ambassador and then how can they within the course give you updates on what they're doing so that might be quizzes that might be surveys which you can all do through courses where they tell you yes I met my goals of this year or of this quarter or of this month and then you get to track really what is the efficacy of this ambassador program okay just ideas but volunteers staff board training and yes is it like oh my gosh i have to create all these trainings it is it is a lot okay i'm gonna give you that but once you do it you do it once and you're done and how cool would it be is if you walked into somewhere and you wanted to volunteer or you wanted to be a board member or you were ready to be a staff member and they said cool, we have this whole online education system and we're gonna set you up with your course and you're gonna go through it and they get to learn and hear from and see all the work that you've done and, and hear the passion behind it. I just know that that would help so much with 
buy-in and people understanding who you are. And I think a huge issue with not engaged volunteers or not engaged board members is because they don't get it. You know, they just, do you have board members right now that you're, you're like a little bit weary of whether or not they really get what you do. They really get what you stand for, that they're out there speaking truth about your mission. If there's any like inkling of, I don't know if they get it all the way, then it's time to give them resources to where they can get it, okay? And this is how people are learning right now. Number two, provider education. Now we're leveling up. Provider education you can charge for. This can actually bring in revenue. But not only can it bring in revenue, I feel like if you think something, you know, teachers aren't doing something right or law enforcement isn't doing something right, or uh, foster parents aren't doing something right, or doctors aren't doing something right, or you think they could do better, or you want to educate them on best practices, or, you know, something like that, then you should have provider education that says, here's the one-stop shop for what you should do in this scenario. This is how you engage patients in their own health care. This is how you keep a trauma-informed classroom. This is how you teach in a trauma-sensitive way. This is, as a foster parent, how you do therapeutic parenting techniques. This is, as a uh, clinician, how you treat high-risk diabetes. Uh, this is for employers, how you keep your staff engaged. If you can speak to a population that your mission talks to, and you can actually do some provider education, what's great about this is you can charge revenue for it, but then your impact is so much better. I mean, do you go and speak? Do people ask you to go and speak and talk about trauma-informed classrooms or talk about clinician training or what doctors should be doing or what nurses should be doing or what teachers should be doing or what parents should be doing? Da, 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 da. If they do, good news, you already have the content. You can just take your PowerPoints and do the presentation, record it, create it into a course, and then just charge for it on your site or give it away for free. I don't care. But... If you charge for it, $34.99 or $100, $99, depending on what you are, and maybe you do assignments, maybe you do a certification course. If they go through this course, they're certified in your model or whatever. But now you're adding value. Now you're allowing people to interact with your brand and you're not just saying, this is what people should do and we're working behind the scenes to fix it. But you're like, if you've landed on our site, you can learn it today and you can walk away from our site with all the tools and resources you need to make the decisions that we feel like need to be made by people in your position. And that's huge. And let me tell you, you can get a grant for that. You can get so much money for that. Just say you're building an online academy. That's what your grant is. And so that providers can come for a one-stop shop and get the education that you believe that they need. So many of the nonprofits that I work with have part of their pillars as being education. They're trying to educate society. They're trying to educate uh, lawmakers. They're trying to educate. So depending on who it is, you should have a course for those people. If somebody comes to you and goes, okay, I'm ready to be educated. And you already have resources that are like, read the best practices or read this paper or read this report. Prioritize making it into a course. Okay. All right. 
so I love I love provider education and I personally love revenue I mean you need to have this thing pay for itself sustainability you know sustainably so what you can do is have your provider education cover the cost of all of your education which would allow you to train your volunteer staff board training essentially for free that's what I would I would want the platform to pay for itself through your revenue streams the third thing you can do now you've got volunteer training you've got staff training you've got board training and you've got this cool provider education that you're making money off of and now you're like holy smokes we're so cool and you don't have to do it in this order but I'm just saying if you have a program model and we talked last time in my last uh, video I talked about licensing a program model this is such a good way to train people to do your model so if you have this like solution and you're like okay all teachers need to be doing this thing you can give them provider education which is you're actually telling the individual teacher how to behave in their classroom or how to implement this model in their classroom but what you might want to do is go a step further and train the trainer so you are training administrators in a school to train all of their teachers on this model okay I have this I have a mentor training online all of I have several locations for the stable moments model all over the US all of them have mentors that are coming to, tr to work with kids uh, that have complex trauma needs I also so all of those mentors from all the different locations go through the same training in their mentor training okay I also have a certification training that trains the program directors to supervise the mentors okay so they are going to learn everything how do we intake kids into this program how do we uh, develop plans of care for the kids how do we supervise mentors how do we run sessions how do we set up the facility like all of the things right so there may be an opportunity to have a train the trainer um, and if you do this really gets cool because now you're talking to the bigger heads and for me it all comes down to impact like when I was serving 25 kids in a location yes I could train volunteers one-on-one -on -one, talking to them taking up all my time okay and then I step back and now I can train all of the mentors all of the program directors the program directors can go out and serve so many more kids and this is all happening because I was able to step back and record it all and gave them the opportunity to engage with the content without having to take my time I just couldn't have scaled this I didn't have the capacity without doing the online courses piece so this is really uh, an opportunity for everyone it's an opportunity for you to expand your capacity it's an opportunity for you to show that you are on the you know cornerstone of technology and that you're keeping with the times um, and that when people are expecting to learn in a certain way that you're showing up for them and if they're not used to learning in that way then you're like new and shiny which is even cooler and you seem really buttoned up and really organized everything can boil down to automations too so people can go through the course which then can be automatically they get their emails that they need to get and they put be put on certain lists or they get all of the stuff and you can start tracking volunteers or people that have been through your course you can use this for impact right you can do pre and post tests of your course so that you can say 
you know, before they went through the course, they knew this and afterwards they knew this or they had higher confidence and you can market that out or promote that your course, you know, 84% of people that go through it, 84% that start it actually complete it and 94% that complete it says that they gained confidence or that they have more knowledge or whatever. You can do that through pre and post tests, okay? And then when you're applying for grants too, you can say how many people have gone through your course? How many educators have you um, educated? You know, how many trainers have you trained? So like a lot of times we have issues with implementation, like people can learn something, but they don't know how to implement it. And what's great about these online courses, because they allow you to upload like uh, worksheets and toolkits and assignments, you can actually walk them through all of the pieces of the different things. So here's the checklist you would use. Here's the uh, life skill worksheet you would use. Here's how you would implement it. When this question comes up, this is how you should answer it. Like you can walk them through each piece because with these courses, you can boil them down to different lessons, different modules, and really offer it in a way that's just so comprehensive that nobody would have the time or um, capacity to be able to get into the nitty gritty with it. But for some reason, courses just do that and people get, they just love when you've laid it all out for them. If you're wondering, okay, Rebecca, we're doing it. We're gonna at least start with volunteers or we're gonna at least start with some small courses, then go on over to katulo.com slash learn. You can hear about the two platforms that I like the most. You could choose which one's best for you and you can uh, trial those both as well. And um, I want you to let me know in the comments because I would like to do another episode in the future, but I only want to make it if it's helpful for you. So if you have a specific course that you want to launch, can you tell me about that course and tell me how you would like it? Like, cause I can tell you how you can break it down. I'd like to do another uh, video on how to actually break down your courses into the different lessons so that they are really user friendly and a lay person would understand what the heck you're talking about because there really is a science when it comes to developing a really great course. Um, so I'd like to do that, but um, if you can offer me up which courses you guys are actually thinking of doing, then I'll have a little bit more content to go off of or context to go off of to, to help you specifically. All right, thank you guys so much for your service to this world. Until next time.